listening to The Kelly Slusher Show with your host, Kelly Slusher. I just can't seem to get this stain out of Henry's shirt. I've tried absolutely everything. Sound familiar? Same old story I've heard over and over again, time and time again. It is so hard to get those stains out of your husband's shirt. I think it's time you rethink your stain remover. Well, introducing Mr. Shelf, the only stain remover that gets the stains out most of the time. Oh my God, it's amazing and almost got the stain out. Pick up a bottle of Mr. Shelf at any leading five and dime stores in the Gas Valley area. And now until March 15th, buy five bottles and get the sixth one at absolutely full price. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for joining me. What did you think of that one? That that Mr. Shelf stain remover. Okay, so there's many levels to that one. So for one, I love the idea of having commercials where you're basically saying it's almost good, but it's not quite good. Cause you know, every commercial is gonna tell you it's the best. It gets all the stains out. Oh my goodness. And so someone coming, uh, someone talking on there being like, it, got, it almost got the stains out. The stain almost came out. Not quite, but almost in that voice. And then um, it you know, gets the stains out most of the time. It works sometimes. Oh man, I have so many other ideas for that. I love it so much. I hope you guys think that's funny because that's just ridiculous. It's taking what's already existing in the world and just changing it slightly because there's so much things. There's so many things that I find ridiculous you know and it's just all the time my whole life this what this podcast okay so really thinking about this this whole idea that it has taken me so long to do my comedy stuff and to do the pod this is what the podcast is about it's the intro and my whole life has been pointing go this way and i'm like oh, i don't want to really run to i'm gonna go this other way i was like resisting it because i just I don't know. I don't know. You know, the things that we're supposed to do, we just like, I don't know, sometimes don't want to do it because it's kind of scary, you know? Anyway, but I'm doing it now. Like this is, this is that. And then I've got the, you know, the, so, so the Mr. Shelf, Mr. Shelf stain remover. This is what I think about. So that one, Mr. Shelf, I think is really funny because it's like, what's it, was it Mr. Clean? And so I thought of another name and I was like, Mr. Shelf. That's dumb, you know, that's ridiculous. You would never name it. So it's always what you would never name it. You would never, no one would ever choose. It's like, what would they not choose, you know? And in a world, in a society, where everything is about making a ton of money and just like, and selling your product and getting people to buy it and sell it, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. And all I think about is landfill. Like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be negative. Like, oh, you're so negative. Like, no, I do, I think like, you know, you see people, they look, you know, you go to the store, you walk in like Walmart and you look around, you're like, all this stuff is eventually going to be in a landfill. And <laughs> you can't help but think it's probably all, you know, be junk in like a year or two, you know? So I just, it's this consumer, it's like over consumer. Just sometimes I just go, ah, you know, I'm, I'm the person in the corner being like, so to me, the, the, the fake advertisements are just like, so it's just like, I don't know, in a way, this is what's happening. I think it's super crazy and there's nothing I can do about it, but I'm gonna be like the jester. I'm gonna be the joker. I'm gonna make fun of it. So I remember my first earliest memories 
my mom took us, me and my sister, my, well, my brother wasn't born yet, but me and my sister, my dad, who wasn't, he wasn't religious, but he told my mom, take these girls to, to Sunday school. He, he was just like, take my little girls to church. Because he wanted us, to, it's so sweet when I think about it, because he, even though he was like, not being that kind of person, he was, he was not, back then, he did some kind of crazy stuff but he, I guess, wanted us to have probably more like morals and stuff. And like, I guess he just wanted to make sure that we, I don't know, it's kind of weird when I think about it, like how he was like, take them to church. So my earliest memories are in church. I, I remember being tiny little girl. I had all these ringlets and I was on the floor. I must've been like two or three. And this, there was this church lady with her big hair and her glasses and I don't know, she comes running up to me like, oh my gosh, I just want to pick her up. She's so cute. And I was just feeling horrified. I was like, no. Anyway, so I grew up in church. Like that was my whole childhood was through church. So when I was about, what was it? So this is where Mr. Shelf comes from. So it's so silly. And there was this one song that I remember we would sing, it was like a hymn, and it goes, He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and sun, the so moon and stars, the sun and earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be, because he's still working on me. But I changed it too. Oh, how loving and patient he must be, but he's still working on the shelf. And so I would crack myself up thinking, you know, here's God, he made all this stuff, but he's still getting that shelf done. <laughs> I don't know, it's still funny, but I always ended up, but he's still working on the shelf. So when I, you know, think about Mr. Shelf, it's totally from that. And so I think like so many of my jokes are coming from childhood. It's almost like I wrote everything back then. No, I'm just, I'm just a big kid. But um, anyway, I thought that was funny. So um, Mr. Shelf, the only stain remover that gets the stains out most of the time. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Anyway, oh man. So I grew up I haven't talked about this too much, but I was born. I'm gonna tell you guys, cause I know that my listeners, you guys are becoming more and more connected to me in a good way. You know, if you're continuing to listen, now I'm gonna start telling you more about this. So I was born in Boonville, Arkansas. Boonville, Arkansas. And my family wasn't from there, so my roots are not from there. My grandmother, Grandma Slusher, moved there because she was always moving. My dad followed her. So no one was, I'm not actually, I would say I'm not really from, I'm definitely my, I, I've met someone who is from, like his whole family's from there and he's very different than me. But my memories are from there. I left when I was nine, we all moved to Arizona where my parents are still now. But man, let me tell ya, it was so backwards. It was so backward. I mean, it was so hard but amazing because I think like a lot of my humor, a lot of my memories, how I just see the world is totally being born there, you know? And like, that's your reality. And it was beautiful, but man, like the, the teachers were just like, I don't know, backwoods and like, 
just some of the things that happened. I mean, just my experiences. And anyway, so I remember being a little kid, you know, sitting on the school bus and I had this, you know, we lived in the woods. And so we'd have to walk like a mile to get to the bus stop and like, you'd be waiting there and here comes like the, the bus driver lady. She was this lady. I remember she had this like dark hair and she just all had a real big accent. And she comes pick us up and get on in the bus, you know. She was nice enough, but if you stuck your head out the window, she always would say, Get your head back in the winder. Get your head back in the winder. So I remember being a kid being like, Winder, winder. It's like I knew these people like I had this observation. That's probably now I think about it, that's probably why all the teachers and everyone was kind of weird to me, because I was looking at them like, you guys are really strange. It wasn't normal to me. And even as a kid who's never even been on this planet, you know, I knew these people were strange. And I'd be like, Mom, she would, she always says, get your head back in the winder. So now that's kind of like one of our jokes. And so I thought I would share that. I write so many things down. I scribble. I've got just notepads of just ideas. Like, oh, I want to talk. I'm going to tell you guys about this. I want to talk about this. And um, there's so much to talk about. Um, but you know what? Until let's listen to something else. It's already 10 minutes in. Let's listen to another skit. Who did this? Who brought this in here? Whoever brought this in here, I'm going to have a real issue with you. You know, I can't resist tiramisu. Who brings this into the office? They know I have no impulse control. They know that I have to eat this. I was trying to lose a little weight this week. It's almost as if they're doing this on purpose. Oh, let's not let Mary Lou lose any weight. I come in, I see this tiramisu, and you know I have to eat it. So I'm just going to have to go ahead and eat this. I'm going to take this back to the office, and I'm going to just pig out on this. But you know what? The truth is, whoever did this, I'm going to drop kick them with my signature move. I have no impulse control. I cannot handle this. I cannot handle it. I've told them before, don't be bringing this stuff in. I might as well just rub it on my thighs. That's where it's going to go. Straight to my thighs. Okay, yes. Let's unpack that real quick. So, like a lot of my skits, there's layers. A lot of the stuff has layers. So, this one is a combination of my mom and... If you've ever worked in an office um, and there's always the break room where everyone's sitting and then that's where everyone brings all the stuff. And then you always, there's always that one lady. There's always that one lady uh, who brought this in here. <laughs> they know I can't resist this. It's as, as if it's the person's fault that this person can't resist. Come on. Like you're in control of your own self. Come on. Anyway, it's that lady. She can't, she has no way to control herself, you know, so it's everyone else's fault. So one time I was working in a cafe and we, the women who, the owners, they always would put stuff out, you know, and it was, it was, a that job was so lame, but it was like this cafe. I, I remember I was living in Portland. I just needed a job and it was so hard to get jobs. It was like the one job that I finally found after like two months. It was so crazy back then. Um, yeah, because everyone wanted to, yeah, no, no. Jobs in Portland, you guys know what I'm talking about if you ever lived there. So I ended up working in this cafe that was just lame. And it was for, oh, it, it was in the same building as the um, Red Cross. 
So it was like the cafe. It was more like a cafe. It felt to me, it felt like a cafeteria in a way. And so you always had the same kind of ladies that would come down, like the office people. And so one time this lady comes in there and she literally, this, she, this is from a real lady. They put the tiramisu out and then she comes down to get her like midday. She needs a little pick me up. You know, it's like 2.30, you know, I got another two and a half hours and then pick me up. Instead of like maybe reaching for that apple or reaching for the banana or something that you, you know, oh, and she comes up to the counter. She's like, who put this here? Who put this tiramisu here? Do you guys just have it out for me? And me and my coworker, we we're just laughing. You know, we we're just like inside, like laughing. And after she left, we are laughing. And she's like, yeah, that was so funny. That lady was like, and so her joke was like, yeah, whoever put this out, I'm going to knife you. I'm going to knife you. So it was really funny to think that lady, she can't help it. And then my mom used to, you know, like she would work out all the time. She's really weight conscious, very self-conscious. Always, you know, I had to be like the little hottie lady, you know, it just really drives me crazy about my mom. But she's always been that kind of lady, you know, really body conscious. And she used to always say, you know, oh, I just love this. I love this dessert. But, you know, I might as well just rub it on my thighs. Just rub it right on my thighs. That was She always said that growing up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So that adds such great addition to that one. Okay, and then one last thing about that tiramisu little skit I did. I was living in this house. This is also a Portland uh, situation. It was a Port Portland house. I was living with uh, a house with a boyfriend. And we were sharing a room. We were sharing a room? Yeah, we were sharing a room. Anyway, that's completely irrelevant. But we had these roommates. And it was this big house. And there was a couple who owned the house. And they had two boys, these two kids. And the couple, they were like circus people. They're way into, and when I say circus people, if you live in Portland, you probably know what I'm talking about. There is a whole circus kind of scene. There's like the clown scene. And they weren't quite the clown, but they were into like circus stuff. That's all I know. So they were always doing weird type of, I don't know, acrobatic kind of stuff. But the boys, they were always like doing like kicking and like kickboxing, I'll have to say, I'll put it in the genre of kickboxing. I don't know really what they were doing, but they were super hyper. And they were probably like eight or nine, but they were always like wrestling and they were always kick, doing the kick thing and one time. And they used to say, I'm gonna drop kick you with my signature move. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, man, I'm gonna drop kick you with my signature move. Like, you're gonna drop kick them with your signature move. So then I added that to that skit because I thought that was super funny. Like, whoever did this, I'm gonna drop kick them with my signature move. Of course, you wouldn't know what I was talking about, but that's what that's from. Anyway, when I, I remember hearing my grandma, my grand, my mom's mom, would tell the kids like when they were because they were there was like nine kids and they were you know talk about poor <laughs> my mom's family my dad like they were poor um there was a time anyway they were so poor there was this moment in time where the my grandma my mom's mom would go out there was some i don't know farms or something and they would have like yams for like i don't know she would like go get yams that were discarded I don't remember what it was but it was crazy like our potatoes they'd throw out and and some onions and they would roast potatoes and onions open up in in the living room in the fireplace and um 
that's how she fed the kids. So there was, they weren't always that poor, but there was a moment where they were like, they were super poor. And anyway, but it was hard because there was like all these, you know, my, my sister had a bunch of brothers. And so they said that, my mom said that they would say, oh, what's, what's for, it was always the joke. Oh, what's for dessert? And my grandma used to always say, dessert the table, dessert the table. What's for dessert? Dessert the table. Ha ha ha, dessert the table. <laughs> so I always think of that. But um, my, so when, during that time of them being super poor, I guess they never got anything new. They, I mean, like my mom, like for, for Christmas, they would, remember she said my grandma would like take the stocking and just like dump hard candy in there with maybe like an orange or something. And then that would be their present. And they would like be, have to pull all like the little like uh, fuzzies out of the candy. I'm like, why didn't she at least stick it in wax paper? She like, that was what they had they pull out that, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, enjoy. Oh, thanks. She's like pulling out candy and she's like, you know, well, it's got like 20 fuzzies on it, but I can't wait to get those fuzzies off because I can't wait to eat those. And then, um, so they were so poor and they didn't, their toilet seat cover broke. So there was a time when they didn't even have a way that they had a toilet seat cover. So they finally got a new one. And I'm thinking it could have been a while before they actually got a new toilet seat cover. I'm telling you, they were super, super poor. Like next, they probably didn't have electricity. I don't even think they had electricity. So as soon as they got that toilet seat cover, one of my aunts, she goes to school and she's like, to one of the friends, like in the playground, she's like, mm, yeah, guess what we got? It's like, what? We got a new toilet seat cover. Like she's all bragging about it. True story, bragging about it. Yeah, we got a toilet seat. No, I think it was not the cover. It was like, we got a new toilet seat. Mm-hmm. We're moving up in the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're totally high class. We got a new toilet seat. <laughs> it's so good. And I have the best stories. My mom is a... So, my mom is a total character. My dad is a character. And, oh these people hilarious and I have permission to tell stories I asked my mom like, can I tell about that one there's 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 something I will I'm gonna wait to talk to tell you because it's so epic it's so good and it's something my mom did my mom would do the funniest things because she wanted attention that was one thing my mom was a give me attention notice me notice me hey hey look I'm jumping on my head look like she was so desperate for attention um anyway let's listen to something else I can't believe Don told me I was weird today. He has sure got a... He has no right calling me weird. I think I'm pretty normal. I mean, he's weird. He's the one that sometimes comes in a little bit late from work and wearing salmon-colored shirt. I mean, that's kind of weird. I don't think anything I do is weird. This watch... My watch is normal. My hair is normal. My shoes, they're normal. My face, it's pretty normal. My glasses are normal. My PT Cruiser is normal. Everything that I do is normal. I don't think I'm weird. Why in the world would he say I was weird? What in the heck? Oh, I just don't know. 
what I'm going to do. Someone calls me weird and makes me just feel so insecure. I can't take it. I'm just going to have to go out and just buy some new clothes. I'm going to have to go do something. Maybe I'll get a little poodle. Maybe I'll get a poodle and name him Bingo. Spot. Oh, no. I'm going to get a dog named Spot. That's normal. Everything... Everything I do is normal. I do not do anything that nobody else is doing. I am completely following the guideline. If there was a book of how to stay normal, I could write that book. Because I don't... And I'm not suggesting to myself that I'm bottling anything up in denial. No, no, no. I just need to be accepted socially by society. And if I'm not, I really can't seem to function or look at myself in the mirror because I have no idea who I actually am deep inside this hollow body. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst anticlimactic movie that I've ever seen. My life. This reality. Ouch. The pain in my body and my spirit. The pain in my emotional body. I need sugar. Give me some sugar. That will make me much better. I really do believe that's going to happen. Okay. I think there's a lot to unpack on that one. That one gets a little deep. <laughs> it does. Ooh, that was my squeak. That was my shoes. I swear it was my shoes. That wasn't me. Although it would be kind of funny if I accidentally farted. Hmm. When you pre-record stuff, you can edit things. But man, I'm going to be going live. I'm really um, actually putting that together. Oh, wait, I'm not going there yet. Let's keep talking about that sketch. But yeah, no, I, I'm going to be going live um, here in the future. So anyway, so the sketch is about obviously someone who wants to be normal. I'm normal. And they, they're so self-conscious about being seen as normal that it's about their conversations in their head. You know, like this is what's happening. And, you know, they had this whole like kind of storm that happens like internally and, you know, like tripping out. And then like my watch is normal. I'm, you know, my, my, this is normal, that's normal, but not actually realizing that what's making them not normal is at the, who they are. Like their actual being is not normal. And no matter what you do, you're never going to fit in. Um, and, but sometimes some of the people like that, they really go out of their way, you know, have the perfect house, the perfect yard, the perfect everything. And meanwhile, Internally, this is probably what's happening. Oh, you know, like because their egos are so wrapped up in there, like one little poke, someone says one thing, and they're just like their whole worlds explode. Um, I remember my friend's mom had she decided to leave this guy, this man. She'd been married to him for years. She decided to leave him, and she was having all this uh, kind of. It was it was maybe a week after, and all these doubts, and she's feeling so oh oh. What did I do? I shouldn't have done this. You know, she was going through her, her moments and I was over at their house and she was just kind of moping and she just yells out. <laughs> she just, so then she just like, she just goes, oh, but he was a CPA. 
<laughs> and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? What did you say? He was a CPA. And I'm like, okay. I've never thought that would be something for someone to cry out. Hey, dogs. Dogs are barking. Um, you know, someone's just, she's just crying out about him being a CPA. And, and I just laughed at her and she actually realized what she had said. And then she started laughing at it. And, and probably like after a few days, she completely got over it. Cause like that was, she was caught up in the idea that he was a CPA. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that's a, you really a catch, you know, he's a CPA. You know, I, He's probably got some really sexy reading glasses, you know? He's uh, looking at numbers all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really messed up there. The fact that, and on top of it, you know, who cares that he was a complete jerk? He was a CPA. So, that's super funny. And, um, anyway, so, back to that. So yeah, the whole normal. And then I do this character, her name's Dibby Nancy, and Dibby Nancy, she talks like this, and I bring her, you know. She's that lady, she's that voice. That one, I lowered the voice, of course, and I made it sound a little bit different, but it really is based off of Debbie Nancy. And I did a sketch uh, the past couple months. I did a couple of them, and one was Debbie Nancy, and she's actually, you know, I've got the wig on, and. She's got this blonde hair. It took me so long to find the perfect hairdo, but I've got the, I'm sorry, the perfect wig do, whatever you call them, like a wig. It's perfectly like, you know, it's kind of short. Oh man, it's blonde, but it's not too short. It's, it's kind of like a bob, you know, that lady. So um, Debbie Nancy, so, you know, she's like uh, one of those, you know, she dabbles in real estate, you know. She's kind of into getting into the home loans because that's kind of where it's, you know, that's where it's moving. That's where the market's moving to. She's one of those ladies. So um, I did a sketch where she was like a, oh, she's on the board of the HOA. I'm on the board of the HOA, the Home Owners, <laughs> the home owners Association. So I'm VIP because I'm on the board and I'm going to this party and someone on the board is going to be there. So that, and so that sketch, I guess I'll wait to talk about that because that's actually based on, everything I do is basically based on something. Rarely is there gonna be anything super random. There might be, but a lot of times it's based on somebody. Because, I mean, let's face it, you walk outside and there's gonna be something silly, something funny, something ridiculous, somebody ridiculous, something, at least in my head, in my world. Okay, so I I don't care if, if this person hears this podcast, because who cares? I doubt that they will, but I'm going to say it anyway. So this was so, a true, a real person. I rented from this person. And I was renting a separate property on their property. So I wasn't, you know, I was kind of far, I was far enough away to have my own world, but I was renting off of their, you know, on their property. And... I won't say this person's name. That, so HOA, the the sketch that I did that I'm gonna play on this next, the next podcast, following this one, I promise it's gonna be in the intro, I'm gonna do the HOA VIP that, um, I'll put the audio on there. It's based off this woman that I rented from and she was, oh man, this lady was just, all important. She's one of those people, like she's so important, but like, and, and you would go, 
obligatory having to go over there for various things, but you knew, you knew it. You're gonna walk through that door. Don't think you're leaving in five minutes. Plan for an hour to two because she's gonna sit there and tell you every detail about nothing. Well, what? She's gonna tell you every detail about every little thing, that mundane things that happened to everybody. I don't need to hear about the bill that you got. I don't need to hear about your mail. I don't need to hear about the paint color decision you can't decide. I don't need to hear about those new drapes you got. I don't need to hear about your friend that called you last week. And I mean, everything. And if, and I mean, she, and she wanted your undivided attention. And so there was this time during this period where I was renting, she was on the board of her neighborhood. She was on the board, the water board of her neighborhood. And they did things, I guess they were really, you know, going after some of the, 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 the fraud going on. And, you know, that made sense. But there was this thing that she brought up. There was a party that was gonna happen. And this was right after, okay, so there was a shutdown. This was probably the first gathering after that whole shutdown thing, probably a year, like in a year. I mean, no one's gone out, no one's partied, no one's had any interactions. You know, everyone's been stuck in their houses and the neighbors threw this big wild party with some bands. So I get invited to the party and then I go and, you know, she invites me. I was a little bit hesitant to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with her at the party. But they are the neighbors. They're literally right by the house. So I might as well go. So I go with her. So I, you know, I go into the house. Let's go, you know, as, but she's, you know, still getting ready. And she's like, you know, there's so her and her friend, you know, who are both on the water board. So that's where this comes from. She goes, you know, there's going to be two members of the water board at this party. And they're gonna probably wanna call us up on stage and they're gonna probably wanna interview us. I'm like thinking, really? Have you ever been to a party? You know what I mean? Like she expected, she was gonna walk onto that property. She was gonna walk over there and she was gonna, you know, and they were gonna be like, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, hey dude, is that two members of the water board? Dude, no way. There's nothing more I wanna do right now than talk about water rates. There's nothing more I want to do than think about water bills and the water board people, you know? And sure enough, I mean, she literally thought she was like really going to be interviewed. Okay. Sure enough, you know, we get there, we're all, you know, sitting around and the owner of the property and who put the party on comes up and says hello to everybody. And then she says to this woman, says to the lady greeting us says, you know, we're here. So if you know you want to have us up on stage and you want to interview us, let us know. And the lady was like, okay, well, you have a good time at the party. And she like walks away. And I'm like, of course, she's not going to have, excuse me. This is what she's like, you know, microphone, excuse me. So get you all your attention. All you hundreds of people eager to party. Just want to let you know over there in the corner, We've got two members of the water board. If you have any questions about your water bill or anything going on with water and your, you know, any questions for the water board, should we bring them on stage? Should we give them a trophy? Because this is really important. 
We've got two very valuable people here. Just want you to know they're over there. It's like, seriously, have you ever been to a party? It never happens, okay? It's like the most boring thing. It's like, it's the same concept of like, you go to the house, you're over there paying your rent or whatever, and it's like mundane, mundane. People don't care about the mundane. I should have a podcast of just mundane. So I woke up this morning and brushed my teeth, and then I walked into the kitchen and I was like, oh, that's right, I forgot to get bread. <laughs> so then I, I thought about it and I was like, should I get wheat bread or should I get sourdough next time? You know, I can't quite decide the brands. I got this new brand the other day and um, it didn't taste quite as good. You know, I went over to uh, the store. Did you notice that there's another store that's right by that store? I peeked my head in. You know, I just kind of checked it out. I saw someone from high, I mean, it's just like, no one cares. Maybe, maybe there's someone that cares. You know what, you know who cares about that conversation? The other mundane people. They will go on and on about their mundane stuff. Enough about that. You see how, you see how heated I get when I start talking about this? I get heated because it was my life for way too long. Like way too long and it is why it led me to go bonkers okay no more no more of that kind of people in my life please all right well it's already past the normal time of when I, i'm keeping these to about half an hour but anyway thanks for listening and yeah see ya see you later y'all thanks for listening bye